people can't hold space for you if they can't even hold space for themselves. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I'm a full-time mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and founder of Team Therapeutic Fitness. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. We're going to talk about taking up space and holding space and our expectations of other people. Are you ready? Let's do this. First things first, we need to talk about what is holding space because you've probably heard of this idea but aren't really sure what it means exactly. Holding space for a person, holding space for yourself means creating an environment without judgment to just be, okay? And when we're with someone else, that means we're not judging them. We are lending our heart, our mental capacity, an ear, right? And we're creating space for this person to be as they are. And doing that with ourselves means allowing all emotions as they are to be within us, to be a part of us, and making space for all of it. Now, society has convinced us to only make space for quote-unquote positive emotions. I don't even like to refer to emotions as positive or negative because it it perpetuates this idea that negative emotions are bad and we should always be striving for positive emotions, but that's a topic for a different day. But this idea that we're supposed to strive for happiness and joy and content and peace and calm only, right? And I'll be honest, I woke up crabby as fuck this morning, just off, you know? And if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm about to run through my cycle. So I know what it's coming from, but it doesn't make it feel super comfy, right? I'm not like, yay, Friday, super excited. Let me get up and dance and, you know, be present with all of you. I'm like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I want to be by myself. So I currently just moved my body and I'm making space now to be in this emotion rather than put on a mask and pretend like things are great or try to force myself to be happy. I'm going to sit with these strong feelings today and I'm, I'm going to let them be. I'm going to make space for them. And that's what we're talking about today, making space. And so we started this episode by saying people who cannot hold space for themselves can't hold space for us. But that's where we tend to seek validation, encouragement, and support from the people who aren't able to offer it to us. Now, I want you to think about, maybe it's a family relationship, your sister, brother, mother, father, uncle, aunt, grandparent, okay? And you're like, man, I constantly go to them for support, for for a safe space, for them to hold space for me. And I often leave the conversation or the interaction or the experience feeling depleted, feeling misunderstood, unheard, invalidated. And I don't, I can't figure out what that's about, right? That's my family. I love them. 
why don't, why am I not feeling supported? Or maybe this is happening with your partner. Maybe this is happening with a good friend, your coworkers. When you leave an interaction and you feel a little bit off, I want you to question that. I went into it seeking blank and I walked away feeling blank. Okay. So once we do that, we need to consider who we are seeking a safe space with and whether or not they are capable of giving that to us. Now, this is why it's important to have numerous sources of support. Okay? This is why it's important that you have safe spaces externally, internally, in various people because there are certain people I can go to about A, B, and C topics, but I would never talk to about E or F topics, right? Like they're, they're not my people who are going to support me in blank. But if I need support in this, then I can go to them. Okay. Like take your dad, for example, maybe your dad's like a handyman. So if something goes wrong at your house or in your apartment, you're like calling up your dad, but you probably wouldn't call up your best friend because maybe she or he doesn't know anything about that. Okay. So they can't hold space for that issue because they don't, they don't have the capability. They don't have the knowledge or understanding. So we're kind of categorizing where do we seek our support and who fits into which of these areas to support us. But most of us are walking around not considering that. And we're going, you're my mom, you're my dad, you're my best friend. You need to be able to hold space for blank. And they can't. They are not capable. Okay? So I need you to look at your family dynamics. And we're going to talk about family in particular because I see this happening most often. Okay? I come from a family of um, alcoholism. It runs generationally, and I'm the first disrupting that cycle. So I don't seek support in my healthy relationship with alcohol from that side of my family. Okay? And that's not their fault. I don't hold any animosity or negative feelings. It's just that I have sought support in that area, and it's hard for people who aren't on that same journey as me to hold space for me or have understanding of the importance of disrupting this generational issue. So I just don't go to those people for support on that. I have tried it and I leave the interaction with not so great feelings. So I stopped putting myself in that space. That's not a safe space for me for that topic. Are those people still safe for me? Absolutely. But it's distinguishing what am I trying to get out of this, noticing patterns, and then being intentional, okay? So maybe you have a best friend or, you know, your mom, your stepmom, your dad, your stepdad, somebody who you're like, I tell them everything. And usually it's really good, but when we talk about this, it doesn't go well. It doesn't leave me feeling fulfilled and validated, So then we remove that topic from conversations with that person. We set boundaries. Okay? I see this a lot of times with my clients who, you know, live away from home and they'll go home for a weekend and then they'll come back and we'll have a session on like Tuesday or Wednesday and they're like, man, you know, I went home this weekend 
and it was okay. Like it was fine. It was great to see everybody, but I felt like in such a funk when I came back, I had such a hard time getting back to my routine, getting back in the swing of things. And I felt an increase in my anxiety or depression as I kind of came back and I was away from those dynamics. And so we dig in and we explore what happened while you were home. What experiences did you have? And it usually comes down to, they didn't really, they don't really understand my journey. They couldn't hold space for me, right? Wow. Now, all of you, because you're here, you're on the Anxious Therapist podcast, you're a part of our community, you're probably even completing Anxiety Deactivated right now. Because you are making progress in your healing journey, it forces other people to look inward. We're setting that example of healing, making positive changes, improving our life, and that makes other people uncomfortable. We are creatures of habit. We enjoy staying the same, even if it's in misery, even if it's completely masked, even if it's not what we want. We stay because staying stuck in this place is easier than making positive changes. Have you ever noticed how when you make a healthy change in your life, setting boundaries, maybe nourishing your body, moving your body, maybe starting a a job hunt to get out of a toxic work environment, it makes other people uncomfortable, but you want to bring them along. You're like, look, oh my gosh, check out this new recipe. It was so satisfying. I loved it. I feel really well nourished. Check out this YouTube video of this workout program I'm following. I loved it. It it makes me feel so good. And they're like, nah. Oh, you're quitting your job? Nah. No, I'm going to, I've been here for 25 years. I'm going to stay. This is just what I know. So this is what I'm going to do. It makes people uncomfortable because they can't hold space for us. And that's okay. That's the part that I I need us to be okay with. It is our responsibility to manage these safe spaces, to know who we can lean on for what. And then same goes as setting boundaries. If you have friends who are trying to utilize you as a safe space, and you don't feel capable of holding space for them in relation to that, that's your responsibility to set that boundary. Is it difficult to have that conversation and go, look, I don't, I don't feel confident that I can hold space for this. Okay, let me, let me give you this as a hard example. With my clients, if I meet somebody, somebody comes into my office in private practice and they're like, I have been diagnosed with schizophrenia for example, okay, psychosis, delusions, hallucinations, that kind of symptom, okay? We would sit, and by the end of the session, I would be making a referral to somebody else. And I would be doing a warm handoff of, hey, this coworker of mine I think would be a better fit for you because I couldn't hold space for that. Am I educated in treating schizophrenia? Yes. Is that an area I thrive in? No. My area of expertise is trauma and anxiety. So treating someone with schizophrenia would be outside of my ability to hold a safe space for somebody. And so I'd have to set that boundary. 
But most of us want to just hold space for everybody and we want everybody to hold space for us. But they're not capable of doing that just like we are not capable of doing that. Completely shameless plug. This is why anxiety deactivated is so important to me. Because whether you do self-paced, you complete it entirely on your own, or you choose the guided version where I'm walking you through the prompts every single day and we're having a dialogue, either way, it's a safe space. When you choose self-paced, you're creating that safe space for yourself to every single day for 21 days, sit down and connect to your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors so that you can create positive changes in your life. Or in the guided version, you're completing your daily journal prompts. You're sending them to me so I can review them. I'll read through them and then I'll send you feedback, encouragement, support, further questions. But either way, we're creating a safe space for you to be as you are without judgment. And that's what I love most about Anxiety Deactivated. It creates that safe space for those of us who previously haven't known how to do that. It's an amazing opportunity to build a safe space for yourself. And that's what I want for all of you because that's what you deserve. And if I get to be a small part of it, bonus, right? Win, win, win all around. So if you're curious about anxiety deactivated, there's two great ways to get in contact with me. One my website, theanxioustherapistpodcast.com. There's an application there. It will You can fill out the application and send it directly to my email. Or second option, reach out to me on Instagram, y'all. I fucking live on Instagram. I am over there constantly. That is my favorite way to connect with our community. So I'm over there on Instagram at theanxioustherapist. Okay? And you can send me a DM, comment on one of my photos, doesn't really matter how we connect, but reach out and let me know that you're interested in anxiety deactivated. Now is the best time because anxiety deactivated part two, pursuing growth was just released yesterday. It's only been shared until this moment with those of my followers who watch my Instagram stories. So you're hearing it right now. It was released yesterday. It's another 21-day workbook that ensures you are continuing to heal beyond the first part, beyond the first 21 days. It focuses on taking accountability for your journey and setting intentions moving forward. I know you're absolutely going to love it. You deserve this safe space. Y'all, it is a less than $50 investment. How can you say no to that? Save $10 out of your next few paychecks. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be here. Anxiety deactivated isn't going anywhere. All you have to do is reach out. And that's the hardest part. Reaching out, making that first contact, letting me know you've been listening to my podcast. I know it's scary, but you deserve that safe space. You guys are fucking incredible like do you know that feel that hear me when I say you're incredible you you show up here 
you are eager to learn more about your mental health. You're eager to heal. I need you to take it a step further. Create safe spaces in your life and watch how things start to improve. When you feel validated, encouraged, and supported, everything changes. It starts with you. Be the first one. Lead by example. Create a safe space for yourself to reflect, be with your emotions as you are. You deserve it. I love you guys. I can't wait to work with you in Anxiety Deactivated. And I'll see you in the next episode.